I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. OTP Bank in Hungary recently chose Intellect Global Consumer Banking's open finance-enabled digital core and digital lending platforms, both built on emac.ai. I'm joined by Rajesh Saxena, Chief Executive Officer of IGCB Intellect Design Arena, and we begin with what the bank was looking for in a vendor. Let me just give you a little bit of context about OTP. So OTP is actually a dominant player in the Hungarian market. But besides Hungary, it has operations in 11 more countries in the Central Eastern Europe belt. And in most of these countries, it's actually the market leader. For example, in Bulgaria also, they have just gone out of Central Eastern Europe and bought a bank in Uzbekistan. So 11 countries are in Europe and one country in Asia. So they have a very large footprint in Central Eastern Europe. And Hungary, of course, is their home market where they have, I'm told on the deposit side, they have a market share of more than 34%. So they are by far a market leader in Hungary and in Bulgaria. So the deal that we have signed with OTP Bank is for a digital transformation for both Hungary as well as for Bulgaria with an option to go in for other countries. So they have operations in uh, Slovenia and many other countries, uh, Ukraine, Russia, etc., etc. So they have a footprint in 12 countries. So just as a little bit of a background, I think OTP Bank is a systemically important bank for Hungary right? Because they are a large dominant player. Therefore, anything that they do is regulated by the regulator and they have to go through the entire nine yards to make sure that what they do is there because they are defined as a systemically important bank. So they have been sitting on a very old legacy platform. And in the last couple of years, they have actually built a, a digital experience layer. So the digital experience layer is modern. While the core banking, which is really their core deposits, CASA, payments, etc., as well as lending was uh, legacy. So they went, they went through a two-year process, started with a long list of about 20 vendors, global vendors, and through a process of elimination, then shortlisted from 20 to 3 and went through a very detailed POC. We were one of the three. And finally, we signed the full contract with them in December. So it is a large digital transformation deal. And this includes all core banking and lending pieces. Also important to note is that OTP is moving to a public cloud. So we are looking at taking, and it will be the first bank in Hungary and in that part of the world to actually go on cloud. So we are going to be working Uh, we are going to be putting our platform on cloud, right, which uh, OTP will manage. So it's a very large digital transformation deal, which is going to modernize their entire core banking and lending space. So that's the context. And this deal, as I said, to start with is for Hungary and Bulgaria. It's a large deal, as you say. The question I have to ask you next is a philosophical one. Obviously, they had the digital front end, but they had legacy systems behind it. But how much of what's driving change in banking in general now 
is the technology leading the consumers or is it consumer demand being met by the technology? You probably know it's like a chicken and egg. Difficult to say whether it is customer or technology. I think it's both. Today, when you look at the banks, right? If you are a leader, market leader in a certain market, you need to constantly stay ahead of your competitors. And in a market where the market is not growing from a population perspective, competition is very important. And therefore, what OTB was going through, if you really look and talk to their senior executives, they will talk about saying how it was they were unable to launch innovative products, how they were not able to curate experiences. While they had the digital front-end layer, but the APIs, the openness of the architecture that was underlying, right? And how do they convert this into a marketplace with many partners and fintech players playing? So I think the whole combination of how do they increase their addressable market? How do they launch new products? Quick go to market. How do they leverage an open architecture? And also, it was a very cumbersome uh, uh, legacy system. So the internal efficiency in terms of workflow, cost, etc. These were all. These are all important criteria which were determining this need for the change. And when they really looked at the parameter for change, when they were looking at this vendor selection, Robert, I think architecture played a very important role. So they did not go with some of our competitors who may have a model bank in that country, but their architecture was legacy. For them, architecture had to be completely cloud-native platform, cloud agnostic, microservices, real microservices, APIs, and stuff like that. So they're a very advanced bank from a technology perspective. So that's why I said it's a chicken and egg. Both there is a customer need, there's an internal bank employee need from an efficiency perspective, and there's also an architecture need. Part of the, the architecture, I suppose, is the fact that the core system that you're giving them is open finance enabled, because everybody tells me open finance is, is the next step for banks. So I think our architecture, so what we bring to the table, Robin, is a completely open architecture. We call it emac.ai. And what does emac.ai stand for? So our architecture is event-driven, microservices, API, cloud, headless, with embedded AIs for certain business user journey. So in fact, a couple of years back, Intellect went and looked at all our systems, whether it's core banking or corporate banking, etc. And this is now the underlying theme. So while this is a completely open finance cloud-native platform, they are going to use parts of it, whether they use it for open finance or for open banking. I think that over the next couple of years, as we go through the transformation, we will realize. But the openness was a very key principle and the reason why they selected Intellect. Well, it also gives, I suppose, everything you've described gives us the holy grail of the personalized experience. Right. I I have yet to, to see truly what a personalized experience is, because at the moment, it seems to me some of the banks I deal with, the limitations of their personalized experience is looking at my email address, which is Robin A at IBS Intelligence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, 
and writing letters to me addressed to dear Rubina. <laughs> so I think if you look at OTP, I think, and I've looked at their digital experience, while I won't say it's really hyper-personalized, they have built a pretty good uh, digital banking platform. It is personalized to a certain extent. So for, for certain segments, they're able to give you products and services relating to specific segments. I think that is now with this open finance platform at the core where they can do it with API. It gives them the ability to launch more and more innovative products. How much will they launch? We'll have to see over a period of time. What about the situation with regards to corporate clients and things like payment orchestration? So I think uh, we are also talking to them from a corporate liquidity perspective. But remember, this is predominantly a retail bank, right? So they, of course, they have a corporate business and SME business also. But that's not part of the scope of this uh, particular deal. We are talking to them about corporate banking, some of the things that we have on corporate banking to them separately. I think payment orchestration, as you rightly said, today, especially from a corporate banking perspective, is very important because this can help banks seamlessly initiate, route, and track payments across multiple methods, platform providers, and geographies through simple integration. So I think we will see over a period of time. But along with the platform that we have given them, we have also given them something what we call as iTurmeric. Now, iTurmeric has multiple functions for us. It's our extensibility platform. It's a low-code, no-code platform. It And it also helps us as an orchestration layer. So it has the capability of, being a, uh, of playing a role as an orchestration layer by connecting payments to various payment rails based on the urgency of the payment. So we can configure all this through our iTermeric platform, which is also part of the deal that we have given them. Well, the one thing that has happened in Hungary, uh, and of course everywhere else in the world, let's be honest, is since the pandemic, the adoption of digital payment solutions has soared upwards. What happens next? What's the timetable for the implementation of the project you've got in Hungary and Bulgaria? When do you expect to hear about the rest of the bank, as it were? Yeah, so I think we have already, as we speak, starting from January, we've started the process of uh, working with them, putting the plans together, deploying some of our platforms in their cloud. I also told you that they are also looking at, uh, they're in the final stages of deciding which cloud provider they will go with. So we are in the process of working with them and this um, uh, cloud provider to deploy our platform, etc. So the preparatory work has started for us. Starting in the next couple of months, maybe in March, we will start what we call as product walkthrough. And we are taking both these, uh, Bulgaria and Hungary, at the same time. So the process will start. So right now, the preparatory work, the planning work is going on. Starting March, April, the work on this project will start. I think we have we are looking at delivering this in M various MVPs. The first MVP, because today nobody wants to wait for 18 months or two years. <laughs> the world will have changed. World has changed, right? <laughs> so everybody wants to see some results. So I think we are looking at an MVP-based approach. 
and the first MVP we want to deliver in the nine months from now. So I think they we will collectively see things getting deployed starting from nine months from now. So both the projects will run simultaneously, both Bulgaria and Hungary. And starting from nine, one, nine months onwards, we'll see. And then once, once they see their experience with intellect, our understanding is that they will definitely evaluate using this platform for the other countries also. Because most of these other countries, they have got through acquisition. So there is a little bit more planning required from that. But in some cases, they are majority shareholder, etc. So those things have to be worked out. Rajesh Saxena, Chief Executive Officer of Intellect Global Consumer Banking.